We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in, MPW Digital postseason show, I guess, that we're calling this thing, Mr. McCready. Is that what we're doing? Something like that. That old Miss last night falling to Texas Tech, 42-25 to 25 in the Tax Act. Last time I have to say that, so I don't have to say it now. Texas Bowl, the um, Red Raiders taking that one to move to 8-5 and five on the season. Ole Miss falling to 8-5 and five on the season, including losing, uh, I guess, five of the last six. Now when I'm uh, coming back, uh, doing the math here in my head as we finish up. So uh, a little bit this way? Yep. Okay. So we'll hit things today. We'll go over uh, what we thought about yesterday, the season as a whole, where things stand, and uh, and moving forward, you guys get to uh, choose what we talk about a little bit as well. So uh, that coming up on the show, show brought to you throughout the season. We appreciate them. And the next season as well, Dead Soxie. Neil, tell them what's going on with Dead Soxie right now. Well, Christmas is over. Uh, the return season has begun. Don't get the If you didn't get the gift you wanted, looking for something to replace that tacky gift you had to send back, Dead Soxie has you and your feet covered. Head over to deadsoxie.com. Use the promo code REBELGROVE at checkout for savings exclusive to their partners. That's right. REBELGROVE gets you 30% off. Free shipping on all orders. There's no minimum. This deal is not available to the general public. Visit deadsoxy.com. Shop your favorite red, navy, and powder blue styles or any of the collections on the site. Happy holidays from Dead Soxy. And as always, stay Soxy. So um, I guess it's actually going up. I'll tell you real quickly, if you're coming to town, the Oxford Exxon, this is a weekday. It is a Thursday, so head on in, get a lunch special, whether it be today or tomorrow. I need to know tomorrow is um, spaghetti and meatballs for that special there at the Oxford Exxon on Highway 6. Uh, great convenience store, plenty of options, the uh, the hot case, the ribs, the chicken, and more there up and down I-55 and throughout North Mississippi. And uh, as always, we're in the Clark Ford studio. We are. Clark Ford is in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Is that number? Call it. Ask for our buddy Corey Clark. Uh, tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 
257-1900. People at Clark Ford, they want to be your car guy. They want to be your truck guy. People say, what does that mean? Call the number. You'll start to find out. They want to uh, take care of you. They want to make it a long-term relationship, and they'll do it when you make the call. Again, 662-257-1900. Guests will join on the uh, Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Still a few days left with the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. By the way, if your business wants to sponsor the uh, hotline, holler. We can make something happen. Uh, But for the next three days, it's the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Great place if you're just hanging out. Um, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day early, probably in the day. Um, go by Rafters, grab a beer, po'boy appetizer. Um, tell Hudson and all the people there how much you appreciate them being part of MPW Digital. Rafters not going away as a sponsor. They're just changing some of their uh, advertising allotment, I guess is how you'd say that, the way they're allocating their advertising with us. So um, anyway, Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Also OPA on the Square as well, Oxford's newest Greek restaurant. So again, Texas Tech 42-25 over the Rebels last night in RG Stadium there in Houston. Uh, a just ridiculously bad first half for Ole Miss, put them, put them in a hole that they never really could come, recover, recover from. Uh, counting the fail fourth downs, the actual turnovers, Ole Miss essentially gave away nine possessions last night, five, five, um, five fourth downs that didn't work. I guess technically they ended up with five turnovers or was it just four? Was it five? So where were we at? Were we at ten? I, I, quit, I quit counting. I think it was four turnovers. But. Okay. Yeah, two fumbles, two picks, three picks, two picks. Yeah, four turnovers, five fell fourth down. So that's how we uh, we got to nine for that. Um, and one of the ones that converted was like on the eight, nine It was on yard the 11-yard line. Yard line. It was like, what, 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 what yes. are you doing? What are we, what are we, what are we doing here? Because this was the last time Ole Miss was on the field. There was a very conservative approach to fourth down. Not the case. Last night it was. Look, it's we're, an, going, we're just going for it. I mean, I kept wondering: is the punter hurt? Is there nobody that can punt? No, his uh, his one punt last night was forty three yards. Yeah, something well, like that. he must have been fine. You know, it, it it dovetails into all this. I don't know where you want to start. We didn't exactly have a pre a pre show, but it, it's it's what's it's what's interesting about this is that. In one way, look, it was an exhibition game, and it has no bearing on next season. As I wrote in observations, the the, the overwhelming general public does not know that Kansas State beat LSU in that same stadium a year ago in that exact same bowl game. No. That was not a known a known thing uh, when you are uh, looking into the following season. I mean, as I wrote, I think that if you win your bowl game, you get to nine wins. You do some program benchmarks that haven't been done very much. They would have won 19 games for the only the second time since the 60s, the other one being 14 and 15, but see where that got them in 16 and moving forward. Um, probably would have earned you a couple spots in an AP poll in the preseason next year. Again, if that floats your boat, if it doesn't, that's up to you guys to decide. I'm simply laying out things that would have been possibilities at that point. So those are those are tangible elements that I guess sort of matter, uh, but not really. It has no bearing on next season. It probably has very little ne- bearing on recruiting at all. But at the same time, it did feel like I've said this for a while. I felt like it was a game Ole Miss needed to play well in, and they didn't. The uh, you know again they ran up a ton of yards. I thought given all the short fields, the defense was okay for the most part. I mean. Ole Miss was very fortunate to only be down what they were late in the second quarter and into the half. That thing could have been way worse than that because of all the fell fourth downs and things. So my point being in saying all this is that 
frankly, Lane himself treated that like an exhibition game with all the fourth downs and playing like he's on a PlayStation because he can say analytics all he wants to. But there's two parts of that. Number one, the analytics is never going to say go for it on your own 11-yard line at, at that point. That There's no way the book says that. And number two, and also very relevant here, is that analytics only take you so far when you're running the same inside zone play trying to pick up the first down when you're getting mauled at the line of scrimmage because there is an actual game element that also plays into whatever you should be doing at the time. And Texas Tech dominated with their defensive front against Ole Miss's offensive front last night. It was not particularly close. It was it was it was very much the one part of the game as far as an actual on the field advantage from a unit standpoint that made the biggest difference, in my opinion, of course, of that game. And Ole Miss kind of just kept running into it a little bit um, on, on a lot of those different fourth down plays. So point being, it was a weird product to watch. Um, it was not an overly fun product to watch. It was, uh, it looked, it, it just, it, it is not streamlined in any way. And as I got to the, the bigger point, I know I'm rambling a little bit, but I guess it's okay. It, it's a deal where Lane has paid a lot of money. He's going to make $8.6, $8.7 million next year. It's one of the 10 highest paid coaches in the country. And when you line up, there aren't any exhibitions. You're putting your brand and your program on a national stage in front of a ton of people to deliver a product to your fan base, to your constituents, and to the country that that, that is watching, that is commiserative of, of, of that salary and of what you're doing as a program. And that they failed in that remark last night. It was... It, it was it was absolutely a failure in that point. So yes, while it doesn't change a lot of things, wrote this too. Lane's honeymoon's over. You had the Auburn Dallas. You, you had you, you had all these different things. You had losers of five of six. It was it's kind of a cluster in a way that is going to affect the off season off season mood. You can you can recruit your way out of it a little bit. Um, Lane's honeymoon ended November the nineteenth. It's probably true in Fayetteville with his answers that night. Given the SEC broadcast, all the things. I mean, as we read, but if you beat State, but it, but they play but, well last night. You still had a chance. I guess my point is, yeah. at that moment, you still had a chance to get to ten. Okay, fair enough. The start of the end of the honeymoon was that night. That, well, yeah, yeah, sure. That week, it wasn't losing to Alabama. It was losing the way that they lost at Arkansas. It was the way that that post game was handled. It was the way that the whole next week was handled. It was the way that his team didn't look sharp against Mississippi State. And then here we are a month and change later, and his team looked – they looked checked out again for the most part against the team that was very much checked in. And that was the part of it that that you knew was coming. You knew Texas Tech was going to have a lot of fans there. They were excited about a bowl game. Uh, they had finished the season on a hot streak. They'd won three in a row, including an emotional win over Oklahoma. And they were juiced to play in that game, in that stadium, and they brought a lot of energy. And you couldn't match it. And that's three games in a row that Ole Miss couldn't match energy. And you look like you were outcoached. No, because you were outcoached. Yeah. You didn't look like you were outcoached. You were outcoached um, by three mediocre programs. I mean, nobody watches Arkansas, Mississippi State, or Texas Tech and goes, some bitch. Ooh. No, they all have players, but I mean, all Power Five teams have players. There's elements to Arkansas, elements to Mississippi State, and elements to Texas Tech that you know you have to prepare for every week, right? I mean, they're SEC, they're SEC Big Twelve caliber players. They've got players on their teams. When people go, "Oh, those teams suck," those teams don't suck. They're fine. 
but they're not great. They were twenty and sixteen all combined coming into your incoming into bowl games. Three three mediocre teams, yeah. not bad, not good, mediocre, and you got beat by all of them. You got out coached by all of them. And at all of those places, if you think about it, with the exception of I guess of Texas Tech, there was drama going on with coaching at, at the time. At Arkansas, there was certainly a lot of drama going on with their coaching staff. You'll see it. You've already seen some of it play out. You'll see more of it play out over the course of the next few weeks. At Mississippi State, there were lots of rumors that Mike Leach, God rest his soul, was was retiring at the end of the season. That that was not made up. That certainly was a topic of conversation. There was a reason that Zach Garnett was still on the staff there. And, um, you know, Texas Tech, I guess they're, they're the opposite of that. They'd just given um, McGuire a, a extension within the 24 hours before kickoff. They a, were in a, a 2012 deal. kind of Ole Miss mood where their season sure. was whatever, but they had some momentum and they were really happy to be there. Well, they were fun to watch last yeah. night. Give them credit. I mean, they showed. I like Shia, the quarterback. Oh, he's good. Yeah. He's good. I mean, that's what I'm saying. You, you know, you're going to play good players. I mean, all three of those teams, K.J. Jefferson, Will Rogers, Shiles, they're all good quarterbacks. Not great, but good. You know you have to prepare, but they didn't answer the bell. And look, that's, that's, I think when you when you evaluate the season, and we'll go back to the game or whatever as people want to, but when you evaluate the season, they finished 1-5. and five. They finished 1-5. and five. I mean, that's the bottom line. They were 7-0, and oh, and they finished... 7th in the country. And they finished 8-5 and five and um, didn't look particularly impressive doing it. Whatever reason or reasons, and I'm sure there are plural reasons that that, that's the case, that's what, you know, I wrote this last night, so I hate to be repetitive, but the minute that that game ended last night, I mean, literally the the, the moment that the final second ticked off the clock, didn't really matter anymore. But where you go from it moving forward, how you address these things, well, that started last night, or damn, damn sure better have, because there's no question the honeymoon's over. And they're going into a pretty pivotal year next year in terms of the way the program is perceived. Can you continue to be relevant? And I wrote about this. It's why people get defensive about the portal thing. The question that I have about the portal is not can you bring in talent, of course. It's can you get it to fight through adversity when you don't have a lot of guys that have been there for a long time, when key guys haven't been there for a long time. Can you get those guys to buy in through adversity? Because we saw both, we've, we've seen both examples of it. And I guess in some ways we see both examples out of high school kids too. I mean, it's humans. You put sure. a group together, you know, but no, it, it's that. It's it's depth. It's do you have enough nucleus that gets those guys through it? I mean, the 21 team was a really, really tough team from an adversary standpoint, adversity standpoint. Matt Corral and Sam Williams dictated that for, yeah. for in, in, in a lot of ways. Guys who'd been there a long now, time. Now, they had portal guys, too, and sure, and whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. um, a couple of portal guys. Yeah. It wasn't like this. No, 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 no. Malik Keith, very steadying thing. I mean, Jack, you, uh, Jackson Dart came out of the portal and was great. I mean, yeah. I listen, I you can say what you want about Jackson Dart, by the way. Tough kid. Oof. The fact that he only missed one play yeah. last night. That shoulder was hurting, dude. Everything was, was hurting. Yeah. He got hit a bunch. And they've got to figure some of those things out. Because look, not to get ahead of ourselves, because we still have a lot to dissect, but next season's not the walk in the park that people think it is. Not that anybody thinks it is, but it's not it's it's harder than even people think it is. That game at Tulane, September the ninth, will not be a freebie. 
I mean, I don't know if you noticed, but Tulane's in an access poll, and the quarterback's coming back. The head coach is, is coming really? back. Yeah, Pratt's back. Pratt's back. Hmm. September twenty third at Alabama. September thirtieth LSU. October seventh Arkansas. October twenty first at Auburn. You don't think they'll have that one circled, do you? <laughs> I mean, holy that week. Listen, and and it's not a. October 28th against Vanderbilt, you'll have to answer the bell. And if you answer the bell, you win, but you have to answer it. Texas A&M at home, you don't think Jimbo will have that one circled. At Georgia, November the 11th. Then you get a break and you get Mississippi State on the 23rd. That's a difficult schedule. And there's a lot of things that have to be addressed on that roster between now and then to be prepared for that schedule. And frankly, there's some coaching issues that have to be addressed. They've got to be coached better to navigate that schedule next season. Bottom line, he said there'd be changes. Now the the impetus is on him to make those changes and not only to make them, but to make them well. Yeah, I mean, in simplifying it, we can look at it, what weeks, what, and all this stuff. But, yeah, that, that that that's it, is that you look at this season and barring any upsets, or this schedule, barring any upsets for next season, nine and threes, eight and four, eight and four, seven and five, because you got Georgia instead of Kentucky. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, whatever, you can play the game, but you know what I mean. Sure. And so, yeah, it, it's completely different in that way of, of what you're looking at. You've traded Tulane for Tulsa and Georgia for or Kentucky for Georgia. You traded Tulsa at home yes. for at Tulane. Yes. And again, they'll be geeked up. And it's September the 9th. And Kentucky at home for at Georgia. I mean, those are not two good trades. Alex Anthopoulos does not make those trades. Those are, those are, I mean, that's a swing, potentially. You get your quarterback back. You have Judkins is back. They've brought in a couple of portal guys out of, uh, out of the portal for wide receiver. I think they still need more. I don't know how you can watch last night and go, yeah, Michael Triggs, the answer at tight end. Maybe you can say Michael Triggs got a lot of potential at tight end. That's Which has been the case, but we didn't see any, any advancement toward that over the course of the season. He missed... Several weeks after injury, when he was healthy, it was a healthy scratch for whatever reason. I don't know. He was bad. He was bad last night. And then, like, yeah, well, he's still having the same problems. I mean, early in the year, he was having issues. And we look, you know, we saw this, and we didn't get to see a ton of camp, but we saw this in camp in the fall. They would gripe at Trigg for not lining up correctly Mm -hmm. or doing a lot of very just system things to get in the right place. And that happened last night. He was not. He wasn't covered up. He catches the ball down the field. He was an ineligible receiver downfield because of lineup issues, lineup issues last night. Same thing. Three months, you know, four months later or whatever it was at that point. So no, there's no way that. Um, well, I'm unwilling to go in the next season going. He's the answer at tight end. He's no. he's a, he's not a proven commodity at all. Your best offensive lineman's about to go play in the Senior Bowl. You've got to address the port. You got to address the line with with the portal. Um, defensively, I haven't even really thought about. it. I spent much of the night thinking about offense. Defensively, you, you've got to replace Tavius Robinson. Um, Cedric Johnson's back. You've got some guys up front. JJ Pegues has flashed a good bit. KD's out. KD's gone. Has been a very steady force for them, both on the field and in the locker room. Troy uh, Brown's gone. Troy Brown goes out with a targeting call late first quarter, early second quarter yesterday. And, I mean, defensively, they fell off without him. There's nobody on the roster that just steps right into that. They've, they've got a portal linebacker. But 
that's a reach a little bit right now. They probably got to go out and get something more proven at linebacker. Um, they're pretty good at corner. Pretty good at corner, depending on what happens with battle. If I'm them, I'm desperately trying to get battle to stay. Um, and then they've they've got a, he's currently in the portal for anybody. Yeah, and they've got a bunch of guys at at got a bunch of guys at safety. I mean, look, battle makes a play last night to knock a ball out, or it's a different score. I mean, they were. Yeah, but you've got your starters with Igbenosa and Prince. Yeah, you and got then... you got those guys, and you're, you've got a, enough bodies at safety that you probably can make it work. And then you've got, you know, you got your, your kicker coming back in Costa. And I don't know what they do about punter. I mean, they're going to give Caden Davis a chance at it. Yeah, which, show, get... which shows you where they are with it because he hasn't punted in college. They've got to get better at punter. Then I mean, they... It affected them this year. And then they've got to have depth. That's the thing. Like every Monday, you would put out. On rebelgrove.com, yeah, snap snap counts. And you just look at them and you go, man, they don't play that many dudes. And then as the season went on and they were playing better teams, it read like an NFL snap count where it's just the starters playing. And when you play tempo, and again, I keep harping on it, This this the night they played Arkansas, offensive starters got 98 snaps. And then five days later, they weren't quite fresh. So you've got to develop some depth there if you're going to continue to run this tempo, 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 tempo. And when you had injuries, that you had the fall off. Like that, that's right. it too. Because like, you know you can do the, you know, look, Lane by system is not going to play a ton of offensive linemen. He's going to play his linemen because when they get in tempo, they don't let anybody substitute, and that's the way that thing works. And it just is what it is. You can you can you can argue it if you like, but to your blue in your face, it's not going to be any different. But there are positions where that's really, really relevant. Wide receiver. Guys get banged up a little bit. There was nobody behind them. You didn't have – I mean, Jalen Robinson was a complete bust nothing this year. They got nothing out of some of those guys at receiver. You look at it linebacker, and as you said, Troy Brown goes out, and that's that. Nobody else can get close to his production in that same way. And when you have those, of course, over the course of the the, 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 the season and the field – you have major issues because look, Ole Miss was seven and zero, and looking back, it was partly because of the schedule. It was a lot because of the schedule. I mean, if you flip it around, they're not seven and zero at that point. I don't know, you know, eight and one, whatever. Um, but it also showed as you got into more physical games and got beat up a little bit. There was nobody next. You couldn't right. you couldn't replicate that the same way. So no, they're, 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 that's the. Oh, was Battle already announced? He's going to Utah. Is that it? I don't know if he has. I oh, is that been, right? Yeah, I don't know. Um. Point being, no, you, you, you've got to get portal help in a lot of different ways for a lot of different reasons. I mean, Lane said in his, his press conference after signing day or on signing day that he believed he could get workable depth out of the portal. We'll see. Okay. I mean, if you believe so, you'll see it. But you got to get it and then let that come to fruition and be true, which is a completely different element. And we'll kind of see how it goes as we move forward. But And they've got some high school guys that they sign that they're counting on. I mean, the truth is that they're counting on Sunterra and Perkins. Oh, they're just... they're counting on Aiden Williams, they're counting on Caden Lee. Um, I don't think you can count on the young linemen. I don't think that's realistic. Um, I think they're counting on Kedrick Riscano to be a depth piece at running back. Um, they have Judkins back, they have Bentley back, and then I, I assume Evans is going to go. That is what I'm hearing. That it is overwhelmingly likely he is going to declare for the NFL draft. Barring some ridiculously bad draft grade. Barring some really bad advice. Well, that too. 
I mean, you're a running back. You want to play in the league. You think you're an NFL running back. You're going to have an opportunity. You should go to the NFL. There's a certain amount of tread on the tire for running backs. Well, and look, Lane said last night there would be changes. This isn't just players. No, that's my, that's my point. He's I mean, coaching things here, too. I mean, I'm not going to name names because I don't think it's right. And if you're wrong, you, you, you're you yeah, really yeah, an yeah. ass. Yeah. But there's some spots where they've got to get better. They've got to get better. Their offensive play calling, whoever's doing it, they've got to get better. I mean, Texas Tech was putting nine in the box yesterday, and Ole Miss was running right at it. Key plays, just straight inside zones over and over and I over mean, again. And it's not – I mean, look, the, the Ole Miss has great running backs. They had nowhere to go. They were getting hit three yards behind the line of scrimmage. It's two games in a row. Yeah. Mississippi State did the same thing. They took that away. And took it away going, no, we're going to force you to throw. And Ole Miss almost going, nope, nope, not what we do. Because things were open when they threw the football. Yeah. It was there. They just didn't go to it. And then look. You saw it last night. This is not a knock on Jackson at all. But when quarterbacks get banged up, they they become less efficient in the passing mm-hmm. game. They become less accurate. Their eyes are moving around, looking, seeing. And, and Ole Miss used Jackson as a runner a lot. And as of this moment, walking into next season, the backup quarterback is you? I mean, maybe it's Kincaid Dent. It's not going to be Luke. I think Luke's leaving... Luke's announcing something today, I think. Is he? A lot of Illinois buzz on him. Um, I have no idea. I've not spent He's any. visited there. That makes sense. Yeah. I know people that are covering Illinois are putting content together. So whatever that means. Okay. Um, you've, you've got a couple of kids that walked on. And you're trying to maybe get a depth piece out of the portal. But my point is, if Jackson darts your quarterback, and he most assuredly is, you've got to protect him up front, and you've got to protect him in the running game. And Jackson doesn't mind getting physical, and you've got to change some of that. You had to do it with Corral. Now you got to do it with. And you got to do it with him. And with Matt, it ultimately was Matt's downfall. Matt got hurt running the football, and you've got to you've got to get him to play differently. And that's hard to get guys to do that. And if you're not going to do that, then you better have a depth piece behind him who can come in and play some. There's just a lot to do. That's why when people are like, what happened these last few weeks, I'm far more interested in, okay, what do you do the next few months? Because what's happened is done. It's over. And I mean, was that his quote last night? Is there's a million things to do? Was that was that the quote? Something like he that? He just said something about getting to work. There was a lot yeah. to do. I don't know if he said a million or what. It was late. That press conference was like one fifteen in the morning and my eyes were shutting. But it was... It was the look, it was the kind of end to the season that you can't avoid. You can't gloss over it. You can't pretend it didn't happen. Yeah, if you're because it's a continuation of the same things. That's why. I mean, that's the thesis mm-hmm. of everything we're talking about right now is if Ole Miss was ten and two and they had beaten Arkansas and they had beaten State and then they th- did the exact same thing in the bowl game last night, everybody go, ha, exhibition, whatever. All right, right. moving on. Sweet. Right. That was that was a stupid game, wasn't it? Yeah, ha ha. Mm-hmm. Instead, no, it was you you left it all out there and had the ball in the air to beat Alabama and you didn't get it done, and then it was 
failure, failure, failure. Three well, in a row at that point. Well, and it's not like he dismissed them for the month of December and said, meet you in Houston, guys. No. We'll throw something together. They, they, they went hard in Oxford. That's what's alarming. He did a lot to keep them really locked in, really ready to go. But I, I guess that's my point, though, is – look, look. I think you're – it's a complicated thing. It's why you and I share the same sentiment on this that we've been doing for over a decade now, is it's so hard to dictate or to describe whether a person was giving effort or not. Right. It's almost impossible. It, it is literally yeah. unless they just hey they didn't play hard I I don't that that's that you that a number one that is never going to fit eleven or twenty two people ever and then two well, I'm not walking up to Jackson Dart tomorrow and go you didn't that's pl- what I'm you didn't play hard Wednesday night yeah the the hell he didn't yeah I mean dudes were out there Malik trying Keith. I mean yeah. Malik Keith almost got his head knocked off yeah. I mean Jordan Watkins played hard. So it's not it's it's so my point in saying that is look Tech did have more energy there's no doubt about that you can sure. see that it's because things were going really damn well for Tech too though yeah, I mean they were sure. they were running an SEC team that has a lot more national notoriety than Texas Tech out of the building at one point last night in that game I mean there's a lot of inward looking here Lane Kiffin with a lot of those fourth down play calls did not give his team a chance to win. No. And when you don't give your team a chance to win, everything lags. Everything starts getting head so down. So what's that a about? Bit. Is that about I think it's frustration. This is, is it, my opinion. Is it obsession with brand or what is it? The fourth down thing? Yeah. It's my opinion. I don't know. Sure. Lane's not going to tell me. Hell, I could be wrong. He could be laughing at me right now. I think it's two things. I think he believes almost every time that his team is going to get a yard if they need it. I think in his head goes, I don't care over the fault. If we can't get a damn yard, we shouldn't be here anyway. So I think there's part of that. Okay. I also think a frustration comes in quickly. If the third damn play didn't go well and a drive is going to stall, he's not ready to give it up. He is not very good, in my opinion. And look, sometimes this works for him when he starts getting a lot of them. But he doesn't have the quarterback throwaway button to go, you know what, we're going to just worry about it in a minute. No, he's very frustrated. He goes, well, I got one more play. I'm not done. I don't want to give the ball back right here. I can't give the ball back right here. There's some, not even about his own defense, just kind of him. I feel like there's a trust thing where, no, we have to go score. That's what we do. We go score. And it makes it where there's a certain stubbornness to fourth downs. My opinion could be wrong, but I, I do a think... A lack of a hand-raised guy in the... in the, in the Or not listening headset. to him. I don't know. Yeah, I mean... Someone that just goes, hey, let's punt here. Defense is playing well. Yeah. Hey, the book doesn't say that. Mm-mm, stop. Yeah. Kick. Or even if the book says it, maybe there's a flaw in the book. Yeah. Flow. Maybe Flow that's, matters. Maybe that's a grammatical error right there. I mean, Austin, thank you for the super chat. He says we went for it from our own nine. Yeah. The nine. Not in the fourth quarter of a desperate game. Earlier than that. Yeah, I mean, Edward says here, Texas Tech had six red zone possessions in the first half. You just can't do that. You just can't do that. Because you're just giving them the ball. You can't do that. You've got to make them earn it. And I think it's a combination of those things. I think he was all fourth and two and went, no, just go get the damn two yards. I've got two running backs. Go get it. And challenge my offensive line. Well, your offensive line is getting its ass kicked. And, and it hasn't played well in weeks. And it's getting overmatched. It's five blocking. Because here's the deal, too, and this matters. I was talking to Jeffrey about this in text last night. They don't have a tight end. So when you try to run the football, you don't even have the extra blocker over here. They're running a bunch of damn wide receivers because they don't have any tight end depth. And the other team's stacking the Casey box. Kelly's hurt and Michael Triggs, whatever Michael Trigg is at this sure. point right now. So sure. they don't even, they're even limited in their schematics because of the roster. Because if you had the extra blocker, then maybe you're doing some different things in the run game. Maybe you're able to do different things. Instead, you're bringing Pegues and Katie Hill into the game at times. 
Well, if you're determined to run the ball fourth and two, maybe you should go with your jumbo package and go, okay, let's go man on man. See what happens. Asking Malik Heath to chip as a tight end does it doesn't work. I mean, it doesn't work. It's yeah. I mean, at times this year, Mingo had his hand on the ground. That's not what Jonathan needs to be doing. Yeah, it's going up to an NBA point guard and saying, "Play center." <laughs> yeah, but I'm not just just do it. But I'm giving twelve inches away. Yeah, so what? I mean, you don't put a point guard on Jokic and expect it to work. That's a good point. The one fourth down they got from the nine or the 11 or whatever was Judkins making just a hell of a football play. He kicked it out. And yeah, that's right. He just got made it by a, a play. couple yards. Yeah. 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 I don't know. There's a lot there. I mean, look, there's a lot. There's a lot, a lot there. there. I mean, there's a lot over the last. And look, next season, and maybe this is a good thing. But you go to Alabama on September the 23rd, and he's got to stop. And you, he could tell me, Neil, you're so wrong. And you wouldn't believe him. You're wrong. I don't, I don't treat that game any differently. And I'd say, Lane, with all due respect. After talking about all week, not treating it differently, though. You know, that's what's funny about it is, yeah, we can all sense it, and it's all right there. And maybe to some small percentage of why it's the players know how damn much it means to him. Maybe. But it it's always different. It feels different every time. But next season, does. when the what's ga- before Bama, no, like the the schedule until Mercer at Tulane, Georgia Tech. So they're two, three. They're three and zero. Oh. They're going to be two. They're three and zero. Oh. I mean, I I think so. Here's where I'm different. After watching what I've watched the last few weeks, I'm unwilling to just go. That's a W. But if it's not, then we're having a completely different conversation. Well, look, Chase. As of this moment, we need to be having a completely different yeah. conversation. There's nothing that I, we just described returning on the roster that makes you go, "Yes, W." Do I think they win? Sure. Is it likely? Yes. Am I going to just put it in ink and sign off my bank account? And I'm not. No. Nor will I do it for, for, for Arkansas at home, for Vanderbilt at home. Do I think Ole Miss wins all three of those games? I do, absolutely. But look, there's got to be more consistency. And I want to see what happens next season with a portal-heavy team. Let's say you lose at Alabama and you come back and lose to LSU. That's not completely out of the realm of possibility, right? What does a portal-heavy team do the next week when you're 3-2 and two already? And now you got Arkansas coming in. And Arkansas is two and three at that point. How do you what what do you do? Do guys answer the bell? Or do they start to fragment? Because speaking of Arkansas, that was another portal heavy team. And if you talk to people around their program, they'll tell you they started to fragment in September when they lost a couple of games. Yeah, and it takes – there's a difference because, you know, I, I saw a couple of comments in the thing that, hey, look, you know, the buy-in percentage is probably the same with the portal guys as the young kids out of high school. Yeah, but it can't be because all those kids out of high school aren't playing right away. They have right. a chance to not be bought in all the way as red shirts and second, you know, second team guys and depth pieces and all that. Those portal dudes are your dudes. They're your starting receiver and your lineman and your linebacker and your guys. And it's no, 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 no. We gotta you, you gotta be here with us and lead us. I mean, no, that's we what, saw this with that's Texas what is A&M. so incredible with Dart. I mean, because right. he did. I mean, w- w- you saw it kind of happening in camp as he went, Nope, it's my football team. Here we go. Let's go. 
And even when it got a little hairy, he's always right there back. I mean, yep. there's a lot of credit to him, and it's why if Ole Miss... He's a phenomenal kid. If Ole Miss has a hell of a season next year, it's because Jackson Dart had a hell of a season. That and they will, have a really good leader. That will be a huge part of it. What I was going to say was the, the deal with freshmen, like you saw this at, at A&M this year, where you counted on a bunch of highly re- recruited, highly acclaimed freshmen. And they kind of came in, and there was some sticker shock, and they were some prima donna and all that stuff that happened. For the most part, like you said, you're not counting on freshmen. And so for the most part, they're in the back of the line. And even the ones you are counting on, somebody's got their arm around them. Yeah. They're bringing them along. There's, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it's Sam Williams was helping Cedric Johnson. It wasn't, hey, Ced, yeah. come get us, help us here. Yeah. No, 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 no. Hey, bud, we, this is how we do things around here. But you bring in portal guys, and you're like, hey. They, and they come in expecting to play. And you, I'm convinced of this. Mm-hmm. When you bring in portal guys, you have to be transparent about what their role is going to be. Because if you lie to them, once they realize they've been and lied to... it's hard because it's not played on a sheet. Yeah. I mean... Once they realize they've been kind of lied to, it gets a little... Because they're older kids. They, they speak up a little bit more. 18, they've seen some things. 18-year-old kid, he doesn't really know. It's, it's still brand new. He's keeping his mouth closed for the most part. They're not causing, for the most part, they're not causing the issues inside the locker room. The fraction comes from fractures come from older guys who feel like they're being screwed and express it. Happens everywhere. I mean, you talk to coaches anywhere and they'll tell you that's one of the things that if you if you're going to go into the portal, you 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 got to be pretty transparent about it. And sometimes it's hard to win a recruiting battle if you're transparent. Yeah, come here, John. You're going to be our seventh offensive lineman. But hey, you've got a chance to beat these two guys out. But I don't know. Right. Well, school X over here says I will start. At, yeah, at, I can go to NC State and just play. and be the right tackle. I'm going there. So you tell him, hey, you're going to come be our guy, and then. Do that across the roster a little bit, and before you know it, you've got some issues. Uh, yes, Jordan Watkins is back. He is back at the receiver. Yes. They need Chris Marshall to be what everybody expected Chris Marshall to be. That's bottom line at receiver. And again, we're doing a, one of those, and, and I realize lots of people do this. This is all over college football. But you're saying, hey, come do something that you, that you have done. the potential to do, but you've never done. Oh, and be elite. The elite, yeah. I need you to be a top eight SEC receiver and, right and, now. And preferably, I need it to be like by the middle of September. Yeah, that'd be great, thanks. And you, you, you have the potential to do it, but you've yeah, never sure. done it. Yeah, You've never done it. You didn't do it at Texas A&M, but we, we expect you to do it here, Owen, right away. Well, because look, look at the portal here, and I'm, I'm probably in the next 24 hours, I was going to kind of go back and dissect the portal and talk about all the players and kind of see what the hit rate was. I was interested to do it for myself. And I think it's a good content item. Uh, and I'll, I'll I'll do that. But when you're thinking through it a little bit, how many guys did something far and away better than what they had ever done? It's a small number on what went. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. Jordan Watkins essentially did what Jordan Watkins does. Good player. You needed him. He was he helped. Malik Keith was in a better offensive system for him and played better. Yeah. And honestly, Malik Keith is a complete yes because he was a 
great citizen the entire time. And I mean that on a very general way, but I mean, sure. he, 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 he had every expectation you would want out of, out of him coming in, coming in from Mississippi state. Um, Zach Evans, very, very talented guy has a hard time playing 13 games. It's always been the thing exactly on him. Exactly what you saw. Can you keep him, him healthy all year? And throughout his career, the answer has been no. Troy Brown was better than I thought he might be. Yes. Get A plus. He he stepped up in level and saw that he could play far beyond the Mac. It's two years in a row that at that they've position that they've kind of overachieved in the portal. Yeah, hundred percent. And now you're like, do it again. And so yeah, you've got those successes, but you've got guys that went the other way too. You've got Mason Brooks. You've got Michael Trigg. You've got Jalen Robinson. Jalen Robinson. I mean, I mean. Thought it, I mean, he came in thinking he might be the dude. And I mean, again, I had someone say that to me yesterday. Well, you know, next year they'll have Jalen Robinson. I'm like, no, what does that mean? That's like when you sit when a, there's a baseball team that, that went four and 26 in the league and you go, hey, they returned seven starters. Is that good? It's yeah. the same dudes, right? So, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying Jalen Robinson can't be an impact player. He's done it before, but he didn't do it this year. It didn't happen. And they desperately tried for it to happen. Yeah, And so that's either something involved with your culture. It's something involved with your development. It's something involved schematically. It's something because he was better at UCF than he was here. Sure. Now, maybe it's SEC play. He got banged up. Yeah, tons of stuff. I, I don't know what it is, but those are the things that, man, you got to sit down and you got to figure some of these out. You're not going to hit 100, 1,000, I should say. You can't hit 100. You, 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 you're not going to hit 1,000, but... You've got, to, you've got to hit 500 or so. You've got to get some of these right where you get some stuff that works out for you, where you figure out what went wrong, you fix it, and you you uh, adjust it moving forward. Yeah, probably as expected on some of those guys. Tennyson, pretty much what you thought. J.J. Pegues, pretty much what you thought. Yeah. Um, Jared Ivey. Jared Ivey, better than probably. he had ever done. Yeah, probably But didn't so. take off and dominate. But um, he was really good. He was good. Yeah. No, he was very, very helpful. Kari, I, Kari Coleman was okay. And Ashim Young was pretty good at times. He was. Yep. I mean, that's what you got. That's, Didn't get much out of Jerkins. No. Almost to the point where you forgot he was there. Who are we forgetting? You didn't get anything out of... Uh, you got uh, nothing out of Bentley. Out of Bentley. That's what I was trying to come up with. Um, yeah. Even when Evans was hurt, you didn't get anything no, out of No, you got nothing out of him. Not really. Seemed like a nice kid, but you got nothing out of him. Yeah, I mean, this is about it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to be forgetting somebody, but that's. I mean, I'm sure we are, but. You know, you're you're counting, and and, man, you might have to go heavier than that this year. Oh, and by the way, because the rule is phenomenally stupid, Tennyson will have to sit out the first half against Mercer in September. What changes that game? I mean, it's the dumb. (laughs) I, I hate these targeting rules to a level that I can't explain. I know I hate them more than you do, but I do. I I can't stand them. I've just come like the one on. Uh, They're written so dumb. Frankly, I was shocked that they didn't hit up Coleman for his. I was too. Right, when I because I saw it live and I, was, I that, think they were lenient moment. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> but okay, you can't hey, do the, that. It's either targeting or it's not. And that's the problem with the rule. I mean, one guy gets thrown out on targeting sense. because the because because the kick catch guy forgot to call a fair catch. Well. How is that his fault? A. And then number two, and I understand legislating and I get protecting them and I get even erring on the side of caution. 
But when a guy has started his movement and then a runner or ball carrier moves downward into them, that is not their fault. Right. They left at an angle that would not have done that. Troy would have hit him in the torso. Yes. He. So what do you mean to do? I mean, it happens to with receivers. You've got the receiver catches the ball and then ducks for contact. Well, you hit him in the head and they call you for targeting. He ducked into you. Yeah. Wait, what? What, what are we doing here? The quarterback slides, you do have – there should be – I get that they're completely defenseless, and you can really hurt a quarterback on a slide, so I understand it. I really do. I'm sure. not even necessarily – but they have to be – they have to legislate when the guy slides. If he waits so late to slide that you're already in your process of moving toward him, yeah. you can't be penalized for then jumping at a guy trying to slide. So are you recommending another another thing that could go to review? And add seven minutes per play. Because the game, I mean, the game as it is, is already a crisp four hours. I mean, we're really cruising through these games. I don't know. I don't know. I'm telling you, it's a stupid rule. Yeah. And the officials are not good. That is written poorly. Yes. Legislated poorly. And interpreted poorly. So on all three levels, there are screw-ups possible yes. through the rule. So it leads to incredible mistakes. Because what, our re- what referees are also doing now is it's no longer a tool where they go, oh, that's how it was called on the field. Let me look at it and see if there's something really obvious. No, they go and call the play over now. They completely look at it with fresh eyes and try to make a ruling off of that. It is not the way it was intended to reverse the egregious. Now, even bang-bang stuff, they're going, well, it might have been the other way, so sure. Oh, it's like the one on Coleman where they suddenly flagged the play. I'm like, oh, he's gone. And then the, then he wasn't. I went down to like get something because I figured it was going to be seven, eight, ten minutes. Yeah. And I came back, and, and they were playing, and he was still there. I'm like, I mean, good for him, <laughs> but like how? Because live, I went, that's targeting. And then they didn't call it. I'm like, and then when they whistled it, I said, oh, yeah, here we go. And literally, I said, this is going to take seven minutes. I'm going downstairs to get some water. Um, Oh, almost instantaneously. No, good. Play on. Sweet. It's stupid. Yeah. That's all. Stupid. No, it's the officiating's bad. It it people complain about the it. Miss all the missed face time. mask on Evans. You've got two dudes staring at the play. The ball carrier gets grabbed, turns around and goes, I got grabbed. Yeah. Nothing. And people say, What's the answer to this? I don't know. I mean, you're not going to get all these leagues to hire full time officials. It's not going to happen. I think it's why people like me who watch a lot of NFL almost expect the college game to be officiated poorly. And so when it is, it doesn't. You just shrug. It doesn't phase me. I've gotten where with certain people, when they get so upset about it, I'll say, do you watch a lot of NFL? And their answer is, no, I don't watch that. I'm like, okay, there you go. Because if you did, you'd notice that they just don't miss calls at that level. Hardly ever. I mean, they'll miss a hold and stuff. That's just part of football. I tell you, I will say this. I, I wish there were two levels of targeting. I do think, because I don't think this would actually slow the game or slow the game down anymore. I think the ejection should only be for egregious launching. Yeah, I'm for that. It's just a penalty if it's a knick-knack targeting call. Yeah. And then if you if a dude launches into somebody's head, then okay, eject them at the current ejection rules. So you're asking for common sense officiating. Yes. In the, at the, They're all adults. At the SEC level. Good luck. And their answer to that would be, in fairness, okay? Sure. 
if you're in the room in Birmingham or Charlotte or whatever, and you're having this conversation, their answer to that would be, you know what, Chase? Between us, off the record? Yeah, sure. I agree with you. Now, we're sitting here around this table enjoying a cup of coffee, and there's no emotion involved. Now, let's do this. Let's put this at Tiger Stadium, 104,000 people on a hot September night, LSU, Florida. And LSU's LSU's, uh, All-American safety just targeted, and it's close. (laughs) We're damned if we do, and we're damned if we don't. Because if we eject him, we hate LSU. And if we don't, it's home cooking. We need the rule. We but it's need- already that rule because you can call the targeting or not call the targeting. Well, but, but, but if, he, if there was helmet to helmet contact, they go, hey, it was targeting. That's the problem. When you don't have uniformity, the way the NFL does, when you don't have a commissioner. So we're choosing to be worse. I mean, I understand what you're saying. I'm playing yeah. devil's advocate for a podcast, but yeah, no, and, and but we are. We're choosing to be less and, capable. And their answer would be, yes, for basically political purposes, we are unfortunately choosing to not do it. Yeah, still the a most penalty. I'm not way. saying there's no penalty. I'm saying yeah. don't eject him. Yeah, that's what they'd say. That's stupid. No argument. It's dumb. But it's the well, I'd say to Steve Shaw or whoever the new Steve Shaw is. I don't know who it is anymore. And so now you get into the deal. Here's what you don't also have in the NFL. In the NFL, the NFL doesn't step out and play the CFL in week three. Yeah. So, you know, when Tennessee plays Clemson and you bring in a Big 12 crew and they don't call it by the same rules, everybody's confused. In the NFL, the crew that calls the Titans Steelers turns around the next week and calls an NFC game. Yeah. And there's no difference when they do Giants-Eagles, right? It's the same same rules. Yeah, fan bases aren't going, oh, God, Ed Hockley hates us. Oh God. No, you don't, uh, I'm, 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 you don't get much of that. Yeah. You don't get much of that in the NFL. I'm not sure you get any of that in the NFL. Yeah, maybe one crew's a little there bit more. There are crews that call a lot more penalties or not, and they are going, hey, I don't really like that having that crew this They week, call a but, tighter game at the yeah. line of scrimmage. Yeah. That's about it. But for the most part, it's pretty uniform. You don't really get it in basketball the same way. I mean, everybody keeps talking about Valentine and stuff, you know, but it's not, oh, God, he hates Auburn or Ole Miss or anybody, you know, whatever. No, just different guys. Yeah, whatever your three officials are. are. The Doug Shiles or whatever. I mean, it is what it is. I know you want to talk a lot of basketball, so I was transitioning (sighs) you. I don't. I don't. (laughs) Because I already sort of sense that I'm making enemies over there, and I haven't even said or done anything yet. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Enemies is the wrong term. They're frustrated. Anyway. How many... uh, You didn't want to name names, and I don't blame you at all. You shouldn't. Over under one and a half coaching changes of an on field coach. Football. Over. Over one and a half. Mm-hmm. Multiple coaches. Not counting Thornton, who's obviously gone, obviously. Yeah, no, not including him. One and a half, I'd go additional. I'd go, I'd expect more. I mean, I might go over two and a half. Really? But look, you don't just make change for changes' sake. No. So if you're making a change, the person that comes in either has to fundamentally improve what you do schematically, yes, developmentally, or they better be an elite recruiter. And this is part of the this is one of the things we just don't talk about because Kiffin's kind of untouchable. When you look at the way that programs are built, and you look at who's still playing. Look at who's winning. Look at who's legit right now. None of those programs are doing it heavy, heavy, heavy portal. And they're all led by relentless head coaches on the recruiting trail. And I don't know that you can call Lane that. And he's got to fix that. He just does. And it's not even a criticism. But he's got to recruit better at the high school level. And they have, look, they, of the 12 guys they brought in, I mean, like, a bunch of them are, are, are really highly thought of players. But it was only 12. And the people that minimize that number, that's, that's spin. Yes, they were selective. No, I'm not saying you should go get a bunch of 5.6 three-stars to flesh it out. No, but you need to get more of those dudes. No, the point is get better players. Yeah, you, there's not enough better players. I mean, and people go, well, you can't. Well, then why can't you? Because at some point, and this is the, this is where we are. If you, if you're going to pay the head coach nine million dollars, does a he year, get an incomplete because of the NIL not coming in until October to the sure. level that it is to sure. recruit the two fifty kind of kid? An incomplete for one year? Yeah, right. No, that's what I mean. it. 
But I mean, no. Sure. Now we're we're the, it's planning season now. It, it's time. To I mean, get, yeah. I mean, yeah, this yeah. time next year, if it's the same deal, no, no. Now that's an excuse. Now it's spin. So I mean, I, I didn't want to write the words on the clock because he's not on the clock. He's got a six-year deal with fifty-something million dollars essentially guaranteed. He's not on the clock. But from a recruiting standpoint, yeah, he's on the damn clock. If the next class isn't more voluminous with the same type of quality, yeah. If at some point you don't get a wide receiver or a linebacker out of the high school ranks that can step in and play, it's why to me Perkins and Williams are so critical. Those positions. Because you've busted at those positions for the past three years. They've not brought in a high school guy that's contributed at wide receiver, at linebacker. Alabama has. Georgia has. Ohio State has. Michigan has. And look, that's who you're chasing. And if you're going to pay $9 bucks a year, you are absolutely making the statement that, yes, we're chasing those teams. That's what we're pursuing. That's the goal. Yeah, look, I'm already seeing it here. And I'm not even disagreeing. Well, Mrs. Roster is set up really well for 2024. It is. That is when their roster is set up pretty well for, for the most part. You start doing the math on how old guys are and who's potentially bad. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. is. I mean, they're... they're on paper, as of December the 29th, 2022, the roster in 2024 goes, hey, that's a really good football team. So I understand, hey, that's the first year of the 12-team playoff. Get in the top 12. That's kind of what people already right here. Sure. You got a whole other season. You can't – 2023 still counts. Well, and, and part counts of – Counts a lot for a lot a, of reasons. And from a depth standpoint, the, the, the rest of this class and all of the next class will be a huge part of that. Yeah, yeah, you're grabbing guys that would contribute to that 2024 run should a 2024 run happen. And high school kids make decisions earlier now. Yeah. So what does the summer look like? Spring even. I That's mean, what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, what does that look like in terms of getting commitments, getting some momentum going with your recruiting class? I mean, that's got to happen right now. I mean, because that's that's the deal. I mean, Lane Kiffin is being paid to make the playoff in 2024. Sure. He's going to make $9 million in 2024. Sure. I know I keep saying it over and over and over again, but it doesn't make it less true. Well, and he talked a lot about NIL, and Ole Miss delivered. So, they have publicized eight figures for NIL, and the plain deal with Wills up and Delta. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't keep saying that. So at some point, you got now you've got to deliver. He it. makes nine million dollars because, including when this deal started getting put in place. He has had Ole Miss nationally relevant deep into the seasons. Yes, that is. It's not even about necessarily wins. It's about a a relevance and a an extended season where you're on the national landscape. Because even in 2020, if that had been a normal season, Ole Miss would have gone like eight and four with that bunch mm-hmm. coming off 19, where you go, oh hell, yep, they win their non cons and they go four and four and they win a bowl game and suddenly go, wow, that was really impressive. Mm-hmm. And then in 2021, they go to the Sugar Bowl and they go 10 and two for the first. They win 10 games in the regular season mm-hmm. for the first time in program history. They play A and M on that really cool day in Oxford with the game day and the whole deal and mm-hmm. late in, in 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 late in the year. Yep. And then this year, at the point the contract started getting written, they were seven and zero. Oh, Seven and one, eight and one, right there in it, still completely trying to make that run. Yep. So, look, you can criticize or you can get down some minutia on timing and what you should or shouldn't have done. But what Lane Kiffin is being paid for is that. And next season, the challenge in doing that is you look at that schedule and it's minimum eight wins and it's probably more like nine. 
And if sure. you're doing that, it's tough to get there. Some like just looking on paper right now. Well, I talked to someone today who said, "Hey, nine and three is the floor." And I went, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! Nine and three is the floor." And I went, "Well, no, because I mean, well, you have to up. pull." Look, look, Alabama's not as good. You can beat Alabama. You can. I'm not saying you're going to. Well, but sure. You can win the game, but just historically, whatever. Alabama and Georgia are two teams you don't necessarily just go up and beat all the time. That's ten and two right no, I mean, there. No, teams aren't walking yeah, into Tuscaloosa right. and, and Athens these days and just roll. Well, yeah, when go fans ahead. go, they don't go. Well, Georgia, that's W. Okay, yeah. Alabama, W. All right, you know when you're making out the yellow well, poster. Look, like, to, to my point, if you're going to look at the schedule and go Arkansas W, Vanderbilt W, Tulane W, then you have to go. Okay, if we're going to do that, then Alabama's L, Georgia's L. Yeah, sure. all right. So you got two L's. So if your floor is three L's, that means you're beating all those teams we talked about, but one. And you're going to Auburn and winning, or State. You're winning one of those two games. Got to go State still. They'll be first year coach, Egg Bowl at home. No, you're not going to flub. You're not flubbing up Arkansas and Oxford. <laughs> historically, they don't. Now, historically, the home team wins that game, but you got to show. That's my point. Vanderbilt gets up for you because Vanderbilt still looks at you and says that's a winnable game. Vanderbilt played you into the late third quarter two years ago, and they played you into the third quarter this year. So they're going to look at you and go, well, that's a game we can get. I'm not saying you won't win. I'm saying you have to answer the bell. And they will be juiced in Tulane. They will be, they will be, ready, they will be ready to announce their presence that day further. You can book it. You should win. But if you they go in there. They beat Kansas State this year. If you go, I know. They beat UCF twice. They're going to play USC in the Cotton Bowl. There's a bunch of teams that would trade places with Tulane. On-campus stadium, they'll be juiced for that game. Yeah. Ole Miss's first trip to that stadium. You've got to answer the bell. That's, that's, my, that's my only point. Because that environment is different, you know, because you put them in the dome and it's all, it's Ole Miss people. Sure. They overtake it. You won't be able to get tickets the same way there. Right. Be a It'll be deal. a little different environment down there. At that yeah, thing. that's all I'm saying. So you get those games and – if the floor is three losses, you have to to get to nine and three. You're gonna have to play really good football. Yeah, I guess that's my point. Is there is a sustainability to next season, looking way ahead to get to 2024 the way you're trying to get to 2024? <coughs> sure. That I guess that's the point. Is what what having momentum means at the end of 2023 going into 2024? Yeah, seven and five next season would be a momentum drainer. Just yeah, you're going to. Yeah, you're taking steps back. Which makes the, hey, okay, 2024 is here. Now we're going to go win 11 based on. I mean, that's the other thing this year. It's it's kind of a, someone did this to me today. They're like, just making me think, who'd they beat? Who were their big wins? Troy, Kentucky, Auburn. That was it. Vanderbilt. Yeah. Texas A&M, everybody beat them. Except LSU. That's it. Who'd you beat? It's not, you know, Tulsa. They fired their coach. Oh, Central yeah. Arkansas. Those they three did. bobbleheads over there beat Central Arkansas. We all let people look at them and see them. There they are. Lane, Drew Locke, and Ed Oliver. Ed Oliver, baby. Ed on the horse is one of the better bobbleheads of, 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 of recent years. Yes. So... You know, those are your wins. That's that's 
I've got some stuff coming. Is Freeze's helmet staying on my side of the room? Are we going to keep it there? Uh, we... I, I feel like it's more appropriate on your side okay. of the room. I mean, okay. <laughs> he didn't he didn't blame you for single handedly taking the program down. Uh, that Auburn week. Oh my god! And there's a lot of that. Oh my god! And there's a lot of that where you have a coach who. How many weeks is Auburn after Alabama on the schedule? Uh, four. It's, okay, it's, we got a little four while. weeks. All yeah, right. but, but after Alabama, it's LSU, Arkansas, an open date at Auburn. Okay. But like he's got a, you know, he's got a. I don't know what the term is. But I'm not, what's the word I'm looking for? There's a. There's a tendency on his part, I think, to so enjoy the social media stuff that it gets going, gets ramped up. And I, I, I don't know. I think sometimes you got to get a little more level. You talk about a pro mindset. You talk about every game one week at a time. And I don't know that that really bore itself out. He's He did it in 21. Yep. It, it's where this year has been funny in that mm-hmm. way, that you look at it in totality and some of the things that – he really had done well in building the program. They fell off a little it's, bit. It's why when people tell me, oh, you guys made up the Auburn thing. Yeah. Number yeah. one, we didn't. But number two, I think if you start looking at a line of demarcation, there was also a point, I think on that line of demarcation, you have to put down the Monday where Brian Harson was fired. Well, it's a combination. It's that and it's... You lost the dream. You lost Alabama, and the West was over. Yeah, Lane's a hyper competitive guy, and if you say yes again, he could say no. Had nothing to do with it. But my my, my guess interpretation is, once the big goals fall off, he falls off a touch. He's probably one one of the things he's got to work on is well, grinding through to that point. Look, we talked to people, people that told you, players, players' parents. Told you practice was different after that. Was that Auburn? Was that, hey, the dream was dead? What was it? Was it some combination thereof? I don't know. But they weren't the same team after that. That's indisputable. No, 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 no. I mean, they just weren't. You know, so kind of my... My, the way the schedule shapes up next year, you know, I mean, like, like I if, can, if you go to Tuscaloosa and get popped, I can for example, be not overly Pollyanna and get them to eight next year. Sure. And that's, I mean, I'll get them to eight right this moment. Mercer, Tulane, Georgia Tech, Arkansas, Auburn, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Auburn, Vanderbilt, ULM, ULM Mississippi State. State. That's eight. And that's not even getting A&M at home, which is very winnable. Sure. Until I, I, I refuse no, to do that this offseason. I'm with you. Now, someone says get them to six. I can do that too, and that's and that's where the sure. that's where the rub is. That's where you got to be. You've got to make that step with depth and with I think so many it, things. And, and, and it's why I think eight is the number. I think eight's very critical. I do because anything less than eight, and you you either lost a game you really shouldn't have lost, or you went under five hundred in the league. Well, and if if you're under eight, it also means you didn't beat anybody. Yeah, it means you just beat the dregs of the league, if you will. Well, we didn't give them anything crazy there. No, at all. I mean, that's the first time where I did it where I go. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, they can get to eight. My, my point is you can get them to six, though. You can get them to nine without really beating anybody because the schedule's not 
It's a bunch of good teams, but it's not. You know what I mean? It, it's it's just there. I mean, well, nine is the problem is you win a bunch of coin flips. Nine, nine is you lose to Alabama, you lose to Georgia, you lose to one of Auburn or State on the road, and you win everything else. Or, or you just lose or, to LSU. You or lose, you, beat you, lose, you lose Alabama, Georgia, LSU. Or you beat Alabama. I mean, I'm sorry, you beat Auburn and State and lose to LSU or A and M at home. Yeah, and then you beat everybody else. Yeah. It's hard to do that right now coming off of a one in five finish to your season. It's hard for me to wrap my head around that scenario after what I just watched. Because there's a lot of things schematically that have to look, they've got to get better defensively schematically. If they're going to continue to do the three man front thing so much, they've got to get more elite at defensive. There better line. be some dudes up front. If you're I mean, otherwise you've got to scrap that. And you've got to get into some some more four man front. You do, and you do overall. I mean, you know, again, we, whatever. But here's the deal. His play calling and his offense lost the last two games. Yeah. Oh, def- defense. The defense was okay last night. It's well, good enough. The defense was certainly good enough to beat Mississippi State. Now, Arkansas, abomination. No. I will forever say that the second half of the Arkansas game was a mistake. I just will. I will I will die on that hill. Maybe because I was in the press box watching it going, what are you doing? I will forever look back on that night and go, something was up. That made me think the Auburn thing was more real than I thought it was. There was a lot that night that was it's hard for me to just ignore as it pertains to what happened to the season. You're down 42 to 6 and you play in five nights. Somebody's got to be on the headset going, hey, uh, <clears throat> abort. That's it. I know this isn't what we wanted. We'll kill them next year. And they didn't do that. And that was a weird night, man. You had to be there, but it was a weird night. It was weird on TV with the broadcast and stuff, but if you didn't have that broadcast that was upsetting you and you were just in the press box in kind of a sterile setting watching this going, what are they doing? your mind kind of wandered, especially if you're sitting right next to Brandon Marcello, who's there for the express uh, purpose of asking a specific question about his future that he gave an ambiguous answer to. You know, you think about all those things. I just think all those things played in. So that's, that's, and that's another challenge, right? Is if you get off to a hot start next year and Jimbo's taking the pipe yet again and the rumbling start, how do you handle that? Because you got to handle it better than you handle this. You beat Nick and you run it up. Yeah, you're. you're yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, play yeah, that yeah. out. You know, let's say you you start five and zero, oh. six and zero. Oh, you beat Arkansas and you get into that open date, and it's end of October and A and M's off to a two and four start or something. And they hold on, you got them to six and zero. Oh? I'm just doing it for for this scenario. I know, but what does that take? Mercer, Tulane, Georgia Tech, Alabama, LSU, Arkansas. Oh God. Yeah, I'm just doing it for fun. Okay. Let's say you do it. Get off or five and one. Yeah, whatever. Off to a five and one start in your open date, and Texas A and M's off to a two and four start, and it's not even a secret anymore. Pete Thamels and everybody else is reporting that Jimbo Fisher is going to be let go at the end of the year. Yeah, and they start doing a hot list of who would replace. And because it gets clicks, there's Lane Kiffin in his powder blue, throwing a clipboard into the air. What's the one how do you that will pay anything? How do you address it? Because you got to address it differently. 
because now you have NIL to think about. You have all these things to think about. You've got and to address that differently. And you have program fatigue with you with it. Oh, of course. Even when you go, no, 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 no. Of course. You've used your your free space. Of course. The hall pass is gone. So there's, there's, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot from this year. You're either kind of mediocre and you got to hold everybody together and go, guys, no, the schedule's better late. We can win a lot of games. Don't give up on the season. We right. just All we did was lose to Alabama and LSU. It's okay. Right. Or, well, hot and now. Yeah. This is day one of about 272 of previewing next season. But um, if I give you one score for next season, what do you want? I want Auburn just to know what that week is going to end like. Oh, jeez. Um, just give me the Auburn score. I, I, it's not even about the season. Just tell me what the hell happens that night, and we'll we'll, we'll, we'll go. I'd probably that. want the Alabama score. Would you really? Yeah. Because if it's close or Ole Miss wins, I'm, I'm changing my entire paradigm. That's true. And if you tell me it's 42 to 24 Alabama, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Let's go about what it I doesn't thought. tell you anything necessarily, but it tells you it tells you one big thing. It tells me right in the middle. Yeah. Because I don't really see a scenario where they're bad. No, no, no it's not. A, they're not bad. So, I, but I, I can I can easily make the scenario where they're pretty mediocre. And look, the SEC's not exactly blowing the bowl system out of the water here. So, I mean, let's not let's not do that deal about the league's just so good, top to bottom. Like, I love Barrett. Don't get he's a great dude, Barrett Salee. Yeah. I mean, I love you, Barrett. Great dude. Yesterday, Barrett's like, you know, Arkansas beating Kansas. This is what makes the SEC so 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 tough. And it's like. Arkansas lost to Liberty, Barrett. <clears throat> they lost to Liberty. No. That ain't it. There are a few, very few teams who suck. That's what makes the SEC good when it's good. It's not, oh, my God, the top eight can beat anybody. It's that everybody cares But there was a of ton of average. Yeah. A ton of average. Like, so much average. How's the bowl season going for you on the picks? Uh, I need to go back and look. I, I was 9-6 and six through the first 15. Okay. You were 8-7 and seven through the first 15. So, very little. No. Rippy was 9-6. and six. I got the Kansas cover yesterday after being down 25 at one point. So you that did? Was, I did. That what was, was that line? Like, 7-6, seven, 7, yeah. something like that. I don't know. We talk about some coaching issues. Lord help. Mm. Mm. Anyway, Ben says he wants to know the Georgia score. I don't need the Georgia score. That, I don't. I don't know. That didn't tell me enough. No, and it's so uh, it's so late in the year too. I need something that's a little earlier where I can get my mind around it. I mean, that's November the eleventh. That's a good point. A lot of, a lot of hay in the barn by then. That is a good point. You did the score thing this past year, and somebody goes, "Hey, Bama thirty twenty four, and you go, "Wow!" And you go, "Yeah, forty two to six to Arkansas." And you go, "Hold on a minute, what?" The well, but you know, you asked me this question last year, and I said, "Give me the Kentucky score." And had yeah. you told me the Kentucky score, I would have gone, "Yeah, it's about right." Oh yeah, about they're going to win a close game. Going to win a close game against another team that's about like them. That tells me they're probably not beating the big boys, but they're not losing to the little boys. See, I did the same thing, and I didn't know they were going to be that bad. I chose Auburn, but I had Auburn with more credit right. than they ended up right. having or needing at that point. But there's no foolproof deal to it. Because I mean, if you'd said, "Hey, give me," it said, "Give me a halftime score," right? Or right, give me the give me the Arkansas halftime score or oh, 35 to six. You become my god. What happened, right? Well, or, now the, 
Or if I'd said, give me the Egg Bowl score. And going into the season, you'd tell me Mississippi State wins 24-22. I'd be like, oh, my God, what happened? I wouldn't have guessed 8-4 and because I didn't think State would be very good. Yeah. If you told me the LSU score, I would have panicked because I didn't think LSU would be a particularly good team. I thought they had the pieces to be interesting. And yet I said, hey, they're beating the hell out of A&M at the half. And you go, oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So who knows? <laughs> yeah. And we'll do that again next year, too. <laughs> but for Ole Miss, it's, 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 before you even get to any of that, you've just got so much you have to address schematically, talent-wise. I mean, I... I, I think you just have so much to get to before you can true. And look, they're not alone in that boat. We could, we could go through the league, and with the exception probably of Georgia and Alabama to some degree, everybody's in this boat. Like I saw Florida in person two weeks ago. They suck. They're bad. So there's a lot there. They beat Utah. They did. I mean, it's a weird sport, but, but I mean, I saw them in person. I was like, oh. Boy, he's got a lot of work to do. And, you know, uh, Tennessee had a really good year this year, as you thought they probably would, but they have a lot to replace. It's a, you know, South Carolina had a, a pretty good year this year, and they've got a lot back. So now there's expectations on him. How does he handle it? Um, well, soccer news Pele died. Is that right? How old uh, was he? 82. 82. Yeah, Pele died about an hour ago. At, uh... in, or, in Brazil? I, I don't know. Okay. E- ESPN has the big thing up on the front of their uh, in front of their page. Josh Dobbs starting for the Titans, by the way, against the Cowboys. Former Tennessee quarterback. Speaking of there. the balls, yeah. Speaking of, are we giving? Look, we've made. Look, he he has some very big negatives on his resume. Huge. But are we giving Kevin Warren some credit here? Because it looks like he's going to come into the Big Ten, get a huge TV deal done for his resume, and head right back to the NFL if he can get the gig. And it feels like even if it's not this one, he's going to get another NFL gig. He's been in the NFL front office with the Lions and the Vikings, and he's now a finalist to be the president of the Chicago Bears. Came into college football to run the Big Ten, get a mega deal done, and then head right on back. I mean, he did get a mega deal done. He did. Added USC and UCLA to his league. And got a ton of money from everybody. And every morning wakes up and says, Dear sweet baby Jesus, thank you for Greg Sankey, and thank you for letting yes. me listen to that call that day because, boy, I was about to make a That would have been mistake. a major issue, and instead he got away with it. Got away with it. Yeah. wasn't perfect, but got away Very with it. Very few people even remember they didn't play until late October. No, I mean, yeah. It's, Just it's, gets forgotten. In large part because the mainstream media does not want to have an accountability session on the fall of 2020. They yes. just want it to go away. Yeah, I do not see where he was at at the time of his death. His agent um, sent it out to 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 everyone. It appears. So, hmm. uh, let's see. <clears throat> we just have three games today: Syracuse, Minnesota, currently going on. The Gophers are up seven nothing on the Orange here uh, here early in that one. Yeah, I actually like this one. I liked Minnesota minus the number, and it was a fairly big number, ten like, and a half. Was it that many? Yeah, I'm I'm just cool with it. Is that a is that a Big Ten knowledge thing, or is that Syracuse looked much well, better early? It's than Minnesota's late? an older team, bunch of guys that are playing their last game. They're going to want to go out well, and Syracuse just looked abysmal down the stretch. 
Oklahoma, Florida State. I really like Florida State in that one at 430 today. They're Agreed. probably more locked in and the better team at the same time. Uh, he's got it going now. Norvell's got it going on the recruiting trail. He's doing They're well in the portal. now in the portal. Yeah. You? No, I mean, they have your attention. And then kind of a – it's not a big game because they had a hell of a season no matter what, but Washington tonight, interesting. 10-2 and two for Washington, trying to win their 11th game under DeBoer or whatever his name is. Done a hell of a job in year one playing the Texas Longhorns tonight. So, oh. uh, yeah, 8 o'clock start for Texas and Washington tonight. That's a good game. Sure. Have you watched many bowls? No. I mean, I've watched two in person, and I watched the Ole Miss game. And I'm not sure I've watched <laughs> ten plays otherwise. There have been a few games I've watched. Um, I watched a good bit of Arkansas-Kansas last night prior to Ole Miss. Um it's kind of flipping back and forth between that and Missouri beating the hell out of Kentucky in basketball. So I was I actually watched flipping. more college basketball yesterday in one day than I've watched of all of the Bulls. I watched the better part of four college basketball games yesterday, kind of flipping. Who'd you watch? I watched Ole Miss, Tennessee. You were at that one. I watched a good bit of Missouri, Kentucky. And then Is on, Missouri real? Yes. Offensively, they're really good, but what – what do we think here? Because now they have wins over Kentucky and Illinois. Oh, I think they're a tournament team. Okay. And then I watched uh, a good bit of Alabama-Mississippi State on the second TV. Bama kind of took it, took control of a rock fight in that one. State can't score. Bama's good. And State can't score. Bama's really good. And then I watched, and this is the, this is the one that, boy, Matt McMahon at LSU. Mm-hmm. Literally, there was one player left on the roster, and he didn't play. They're twelve and one now. They beat Arkansas at home by two or three. Oh, did they really? Yeah, I didn't see this. They're twelve and one. LSU had a big crowd. You go, hmm. Did that kind of quick. A lot of energy. A lot of energy. From a straight matchup standpoint, if Ole Miss is going to steal one of these first four, it's in Starkville. State can't score. You can try to win this close well, rock Ole Miss fight. can't either. I, that's my point. Yeah, Because you can't – Alabama's just – I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's And then I, I didn't watch it, but I watched enough of the highlights and read enough about Auburn, Florida to go, huh. Auburn pulls it out late. Yeah, Florida's played better under a first-year coach. Auburn has struggled from three. They have. They're pretty good in the post, but they've had a hard time. But I watched those games and went, ooh, going to be a slog. I mean, what? We should trade beats one season. You cover basketball, and I'll go cover baseball. Then we'll do a popularity test at the end of it and see, <laughs> see whether things have shifted. You know, a lot, a lot of newspapers do that. They'll switch things up occasionally just for new perspectives yeah. and things and just go, hey, let's. <laughs> Should have talked about that in November. Because <laughs> one game in, we're already approaching the, I don't know what to ask. I don't really know what we're talking about phase of the season. We're not even to January. That's bothersome. In, mentally, it's like, well, and what, it's a, what are we, and, and what are look, we talking this is, about? And, and, and there's, it's a small media market. There's not a lot of people asking questions. So you're not just sort of, you're not playing off one another where you're going, okay, well, that is, okay, that's kind of interesting. I can sort and of And a little bit of, that. hey, we're going to get through this together. 
And that does happen. There's it never gets spoken about, but it kind Kermit's of, short when he loses. He is. He was in a foul mood. Quick yesterday. press conferences. Three minutes and fourteen seconds. Well, look, it's because what do you say? What do you, what do you talk about if you're him? I mean, his team his team defensively was very good last night. Played a hell of a first half. Um, really good in the first half. I looked at the stats. I wrote it in my story. I looked at the stats. They were up ten. And I said, I'm gonna pull up their shooting percentages, and it was like sixty something percent, fifty seven percent from the three. And I was like, oh god, that's not sustainable. So what happens when it falls off? And you're playing Tennessee without uh, James, the really talented forward. They have a really good veteran backcourt. Ziegler's tough as nails. Vescovi's just a terrific player. Doesn't get the credit for how good he is. The Tennessee shooting guard. But you're playing them well, and then you're getting these open looks with Matt Morrell, and, and you're just not making them. They're not falling. You're getting shots at the basket. You're missing dunks. And those things, as it happens, you're like, okay, that's 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 not good. And then Tennessee scores three field goals in the last eight minutes. That is correct. And wins by multiple possessions. And runs away, kind of. Not runs away, but they win by six or five or whatever it was. It was over. You, you look at that and you go, so if that's as good as you can be defensively, How do you get to where and, – and look, after losing to North Alabama, for this season to be even relevant, now you have to win probably 12 SEC that's games. That's the problem, and that's why these conversations are coming up. It's not even about Tennessee. It's about the fact that they lost four non-con games, including two they shouldn't have lost. That's it. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't You shouldn't have been down 21 to nothing to Central Florida and lose that game at home, and you shouldn't lose the UNA. That's no, you, it. You can't lose to UNA. So that 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 made the entire thing completely obsolete, and it's why. And I get a, I get this is a one percent of people saying it. It's it's why it's not relevant to baseball or anything else. It's just a season that is being played out in a different way because they can't go to the tournament anymore. So everything is about hey, what does this look like? Because this is already the case. There are very few SEC teams that are usually completely out of the tournament picture on December the 29th. No, and it will look and, and Ole Miss. And, and here's where it doesn't compare to baseball. The baseball team started out in the top 10, ascended to number one. And a inc- ton of talent. And included on that team was a, is a kid who might go 1-1 this year. Yeah. It, I mean, there's, 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 nobody, there's nobody on the Ole Miss basketball team that's going in the first. That's a lottery pick. There's nobody who you can get on his back and ride him. And I know baseball doesn't work that way, but Ole Miss had dudes. They had dudes who could pitch. They had tools that just wasn't coming together. But you had Gonzalez and you had... You had Elko and you had Kevin Graham and you had all these people that were capable of of being very good baseball players. That for whatever reason it just wasn't coming together. And even in that group, they damn near ran out of time. I mean, they literally got down to the last grain of grain of sand. Well, that's not all here, and you're playing in a a basketball league that there doesn't appear to be anybody outside of maybe South Carolina and perhaps Georgia who is just horrible. And Georgia's not horrible. South Carolina's pretty bad. They are. You know. But the rest of the slate here in the next three weeks is at Alabama, at State. Auburn at home. Auburn at home. You get, I think, Georgia at home, at South Carolina. Or vice versa. I don't know which one. And then at Arkansas, January the 21st, I think. 
And so that's their seventh game. If you look up at the end of those seven games and you're two and five or worse, there's no path. Not a realistic one. There's a Pollyanna path, but there's not a real one. Not when you think, hey, you still got to play LSU. You still got to play Kentucky. When again, you got to get to like 11 or 12. That's the problem. Yeah, it just. It's not that, 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 that. See, you're making my point is you're not in the realm of getting in at 10 and 8. See, after Arkansas, it's Missouri at home. Then you go at Oklahoma State. Then it's Kentucky at home. Then you got to go to Georgia. So the next time that you get anything resembling a break is South Carolina at home. Then you go at Florida, Mississippi State at home, at Auburn, LSU, Texas A&M, at Missouri. Just you, you can't get there. If 12's the number. Yeah, sure. And it, it might be 11, but it's not 10. No, it's not 10 because the North Alabama thing is this giant flashing wart on your face. And you didn't beat UCF. Yeah. And you didn't beat Oklahoma, and you didn't. I mean, you have some those. It's okay, but there's no there's no W's on your schedule, and so to get to what we're I don't even know why we're having this conversation. To get there, it's 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 you have to beat teams that you got to give the committee multiple wins, and there's just no there's no sign of that. What's your guess on how many portal guys they end up taking ballpark football? Yeah, when are we talking ten, are we talking fifteen. How many do they have so far? It's like four. Five, Davis, Harris, Jean Baptiste, the two receivers. Five. Um, twelve. At, at least ten more. Oh, you think it's ten more? Yeah. And again, there's a whole other session of this after the spring. A lot of the dudes oh, didn't yeah. even oh, come I, in. I was including the spring. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. I guess I'm reminding people that Jackson Dart was not an early signee from a portal standpoint. I mean, it, you know. Yeah, he came late January. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I anticipate a good bit of activity. There'll be more dudes getting in the portal this week once bowls in. Oh, there's more guys that are testing it. That's what's happening this year is that there's more guys this year who are getting in the portal Just, and leaving the option of returning. It's like Shane Beamer's one of the few coaches I saw that told his guys if they got into the portal, they couldn't play in the bowl game. A lot of them are just letting them go do whatever and still play if yeah. they are guys who are able to play. But if you get, I guess, point is, there's a few programs where you'll see guys come out because they wanted to play in the bowl game, so they'll play and then. I think LSU's done that too. I think he, I think he told them that if you went into the portal, you you were out. out. I think Pittman did that. Did he? And a bunch of their guys didn't play, I and mean, they they were well, they right. were a bare bones roster in Memphis. Well, that was the reason that some of the teams wanted the early bowl games was just to get it get done. And quicker. the NCAA waiver where you could play a guy that game and it didn't count against you and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Like Luke was able to come in for that play without that affecting him last night. I am totally against the hot take of bowls suck. We need to revamp the bowls. But no, they, 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 the bowls are what they are. They serve whatever purpose you want to put on them. But yes. You, you watch them on television. They're made for TV events. I've been to two of them. They were both made for TV and events. And if you're a fan and the bowl's in a good location, it's a fun trip. Yeah. Go. go. Have at it. And if you don't, Enjoy. cool. Whatever. Which is why last night, everybody getting worked up, I was like, well, I mean, I get it. But at the same time, if it's get, not about last night. It's, a it's the totality. Yes. Right. It, it, again, nobody was freaking out after the Sugar Bowl because Matt got hurt and they, and they lost to Baylor. Okay, fine. Whatever. Like, right, it's, right, right. It, it's what it is. No, it was, it was that we've saw it for a month. Butte's going pro? Yeah. Yeah. He was going to just opt out, but it was clear that he was getting advice. He got a grade. 
He's an NFL wide receiver. Oh, he is. So go pro. Especially if someone goes, hey, look, you're a third-round pick, and that's what you're going to be in a year or two. Okay. I'm, I'm out. Got to go get my money. We've hit this conversation multiple times, but I, I laughed. Oh, Ole Miss, as they should, they hyped him up all week, and he was in Houston. Tunsil comes around potentially more than any former player. Mm-hmm. That that they're after all the shit. Yep, he's the guy who's around more than anybody else. Yep. he's always around, back in town, hanging out, working out at the facility. Likes it. Yeah, it's all good. He's fine. It's the, I mean, it, it's just it, it makes me laugh every time. As he had a great experience. He's cool. He's of fine. all of those dudes, he's, he's the one that liked it the most and. Liked it most in recruiting. Yeah. Just liked it. Yeah. His mom said he would. And he did. He did. It's kind of laid back. The fact that they did not make him available to media every week. Oh, because he's so good. I mean, you watch him on NFL stuff when he's like, yeah, I want to be the highest paid tackle. Not in an obnoxious way. Just I feel I should be the highest paid tackle. I mean, you're like, okay, he's so good with media. Yeah. Like all the Texans beat writers, that's one of their go-to guys. <laughs> Ole Miss hit him. <laughs> it wasn't Ole Miss. It was Hugh. He was scared of all the crowd. Hugh genuinely believed that we as beat writers were going to ask him questions about his recruiting two years later. And I mean, I don't know. I just saw him and went, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, no, he's such a charismatic I'd guy. like for him to play on a playoff team. He's on a crap team. He stayed on crap teams. Yeah. I would really like for him to be on a good team. How old's Laramie now? And tackles can play for a while. Um, he came out in 15 as a three-year guy, so he's 30, almost 30. About 30, 29. Yeah. yeah, so he's still got time. Oh, he's got He's yeah. he's still in his prime for another five years. If he were a running back, he's like, oh, boy, I'm. It's over. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. Hair, the hair is gray. But, yeah, no, he's he's still got time. Yeah, he's got another team left in him. You'd like to see him go to a a really good a really he's 28. Good, oh, yeah, he's got lots of time. He's got a half decade left at least of oh, minimum. prime. I mean, he's Andrew Whitworth kind of guy. He could play. Whitworth played till he yeah, was almost 40. Barring some gruesome injury, he's in good shape for a while. I mean, the rumor in Cincinnati is the Bengals are trying to bring Whitworth back. It's too late. You can't do that now. I don't think as an offensive tackle you could. No. They need tackles that bad. Lyle Collins is out for the year. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. They get Buffalo Monday night. They're saying they expect it to be the highest-rated Monday night game in uh, decades. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Tunzel is an unrestricted free agent um, in 2024. Oh, well, he's got a payday coming. He's about to make more money. <laughs> Lar- Laramie's about to get paid again. If you're, the Texans, if you're the Texans, do you trade him now? Yeah. I do, too. Get, I can't get, keep him. I get picks. I can't keep him. And... He's not. He's well. I'm I mean, not winning a Super Bowl in the next two years in Houston. I've got to move him as much as I don't want to. To a team that is a tackle away. And, and there's a potential out in his contract for 2023. With that'd be some dead cow, but it's 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 sort of manageable should that be the case. So he's only locked into this year for sure, and then it gets a little. He restructured some stuff into this season. Yeah. And then he has a uh, – he makes about makes about eighteen five next year from a base salary. Cap hit next year is 
and then he's an age for Might have hit a little streaming issue. Hold on. Okay. I think we're live again. See if we are. Let us know if you guys are here, if you can see us. Please. I know we're on like a 30-second lag. So yeah. Just... It doesn't happen yeah, often. we're back. We're, we're back. Okay. <clears throat> I was saying, yeah, he's like a 16 million cap hit in 2023, but it looks like there's some restructuring that would give... Oh, it looks like it's ending again. Yeah, it went out again. No, it's back. No, it's back. Yeah, it's going in and out. Okay. Um, internet issue, guys. I mean, now that we know about it. Um, so he could move. He could move at the end of 2023, but he's a complete unrestricted free agent in 2024 is the way uh, the way it is. Uh, it is reading. So. It'll look like two separate streams on YouTube, but it's uh, whatever. It, it is what it is. Yeah. Not worried about YouTube. So no. It's fine. You got something against YouTube? I love YouTube. It's just not. Chet says, if I start a podcast, will it be mandatory that I wear a hat and a hoodie every day? Well, I want the cap because if I have to put the headphones on, I just prefer it. it, it it's easier and feels better on my head. And I'm um, bald. Okay. Yeah. And the hoodie? Um, No. Not really. It's comfortable. I don't have to. I mean, I like hoodies. And frankly, we wear a lot of stuff with people who we like and whatever. So I wear, I have, I wear them like that's, yeah. that's, I mean, I'm wearing a real tree hoodie. I like Tyler. That's I, why I found it. a couple of brands that I really like their hoodie. Oh, really? Yeah. It's just like, especially like I'm going to the gym later, just easy to have a hoodie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Take the hoodie off when you get hot, throw the hoodie back on when you leave. Sure. You got big new year's plans. You got, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah parties and massive, whatnot um for massive uh, new year's plans what'd you do uh was that a bone-in filet mm-hmm. was that what that was bone-in filets and we had bone-in ribeyes okay that was a it was fun but everybody wanted their steaks cooked so differently that it was oh really it was a lot of work and it was cold outside but it was fun so did you have to cook the two different cuts of meat for different periods of time yeah well so did you do them on the same thing no there's no way no i seared i seared i seared the bone-in ribeyes and then put them in the oven at 350 let them finish in the oven while i put the other stuff on the egg okay because with the bone in it has to cook longer yeah sure right how much longer Good bit than longer. normal. I mean, long, the roasting time is longer. Is the it? searing time's the same. How much actual ounces of meat do you feel like we're on them? It was a ton. I mean, I couldn't even finish half of it. Oh, did you not? Carson did, but I didn't. He's a protein eater now. I mean, he, he, <laughs> yeah, he, he's he's a little different than me. You got a blackstone? I heard. Yeah. You put it's it together yet? No. Nope. I mean, I, I will. I'm. I, Everybody has told me it's really simple, okay? I understand that. I just, I hate putting things together to with a passion that I cannot explain. I mean. Do you have the stuff to season it? Because you got to season it. Yeah, no. I don't, I, a, I don't think at least. That's like an hour long process. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's the, I mean, I have a few days. We'll get it done. It's fine. Um, trying to figure out exactly where it's going. Yeah, I've got a few logistical things to kind of work out right now in my head, but. It's a game changer. Looking for I me? Mean, no, no, no. It's, fun. it's I love the egg. Yeah, but it's a lot more work. Keeping yeah. temperatures and getting it to temperature and all that kind of stuff. There yep. is 
something really, really, really nice about just firing it up and it being ready in a few minutes and here we go. Oh, and I it's, mean, it, it's... And if you turn it like all the way up, yeah. it's ready fast and you can't get it cooled off. It's hot. There you go. It's super hot. I think that's the move. Um, I've only seen, I think I've only from seeing people cook on them. I think you doing the smash burgers that nice. The only thing I've, I've seen anybody do on them. But in my head, anything easier than steak is kind of my plan. I'll probably still fire the egg up for steak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it just I will. Because I'll get it hotter and I'll go up to six, six fifty, yeah. and whatever. But um, I do stir fry on it. Um, so you kind of you, you, you taught yourself to be a nabachi artist a little bit. Yeah, it's fun bit. too. <laughs> yeah. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Here? Um, <laughs> back when I realized that I was just getting fat. We were doing like quesadillas on it and stuff, but it's really good for like taco meat. Oh, um, totally, totally different flavor than doing it on the stove because it almost has a grill kind of flavor to it. Yeah, and you, um, it just tastes better. Does it? Yeah, like even like ground turkey. I'll do ground turkey on the with taco meat on the blackstone. And it tastes amazing. If you do that on the stove, it's really bland. Yeah, if I'm getting Hardman says he can get his egg going in ten fifteen. If I'm really trying to get up to six hundred, it takes me longer than that. It, it's a minute to let it completely heat up and let it and to enjoy the egg. And I mean, you, you know, if you're if you're you're you, cleaning it out, you're getting you know, like just there's stuff. The, the it just eggs, takes a minute. The egg's meant to be more of an enjoyable experience. It's not meant to be. Hey, we got twenty minutes to get dinner cooked. Yeah. No, I mean we're not doing that. No, it'll change your dinner plans because I mean, if that's what you got, you go. Hey, I don't really. We I can't. Burgers will not be ready in twelve minutes. I, no, ain't, nothing I can do about that. They can be ready on the Blackstone. Yeah, you do the smash thing. They're ready in twelve minutes. Yeah, a lot less than twelve minutes. Actually. Really? Yeah. You'll drop some coin on all the toys. We do the egg too. You start buying. Oh yeah, you start buying crap stuff. And, yeah. I mean, it's. Sure. That you walk through, like, what, what's it? It used to be Sneeds. Shaw. It's now Shaw. Thank you. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, that looks cool. That looks cool. And you go to ring it up. It's like, that's $270. Like, ah, okay. Oh, I've got a couple egg attachments I've never used. Ever. Like, I love the pizza stone. Yeah. But, I mean, if I make pizza and it's sitting in the house, there goes the weight. So, I mean, I have to do that at a time when there's going to be a lot of people there and the pizza's going to disappear. I mean, you have to, from a from an egg standpoint, the only thing you really have to have is the indirect plate. That's it. Everything else is toys. Yeah, of course. You're just playing at that point. Yeah. Which is cool. Hey, play all you want. But the plate is all you absolutely have to have. Yeah, the plate turns it from a grill into an oven. An oven, yeah. I have a pizza stone that I don't think I've ever used. It's cool. It's fun. It's there. It's work. Because you got to go fast. Like you put it. Know. You put the. You put the dough on the stone, and it's got. And it, it's you're gonna. It's gonna two minutes. Because you're running that thing as hot as it'll go, right? Well, not necessarily, but you're going pretty. It's pretty hot, so you got two, three, four minutes tops before you're having to get toppings on and stuff, and then it melts pretty quick, and you're. I mean, it's we a, it's we, we run at about six fifty. Yeah, seven hundred. Not seven hundred, but six hundred, six fifty. I mean, it's going. Okay, you're moving. Which for indirect, that's about as hot as you can get it. Yeah, it's hot because you want the stone hot. So the stone's got to sit for a little while. Yeah, and then once it gets hot, the here we go. Everything's cooking pretty quick. Okay, you're rolling. 
you can just have any pizza dough. Or you got to make. Is it take a certain kind of dough? No, you can go get it from. You, you can just do the, the. Or you can make your own. Store bought's fine. Yeah, or, you, yeah, you can store bought. Or you can go buy it from a pizza place. Sometimes they'll sell you the dough. Oh. If there's a particular dough that you like, well, that's handy. Yeah, of course. I hadn't thought about that. I mean, it's just pizza dough. Might be our next YouTube thing. We just get you out on the Blackstone showing people to do hibachi and stuff. And those damn cooking videos get a lot of views. That's true. I mean, hey, just saying. That guy in Oklahoma that does all that, I'm like, why are you doing this? And then I look at his views. I'm like, oh, that's why, that's you're, why doing you're doing that. How about that? Yeah, there's three or four, and it's the most simple thing in the world. Is hey, I just made some whatever today, and he's throwing stuff in the pot, and I go. And every huh. time, every time I look up, he's got a new sponsor. Like he's got the PGA Tour and and yeah. and like French's. And I'm like, holy. But I guess that's where media consumption is going. Oh, it is. Yeah. Well, because it, it 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 it's all it's all algorithms too. So when you start watching a little of it, it gives you the rest of it. I mean, it just comes in front of you. I mean, okay, here's the next one. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right, here's the next one. Cool. Sounds good. Sounds yeah. good. Sounds good. I'm almost, I'm getting through the D.B. Cooper book. We will get to the D.B. Cooper podcast as soon yes. as possible. I've got it. I've started it. <clears throat> I haven't gotten far enough into it, but I, I feel like I'm quasi-educated on it at this point. We are going to be very uneducated in relevance in, in relevant context, but we will do the best we can yeah. with this. Well, uh, we'll be talking to someone who's very educated. Yeah, so we just have to, we just have to throw softballs. Yeah. Talk to me like I'm five. Yeah. Here's a fastball right down the middle. Hit it. Yeah. When you get done, let me know and I'll throw another one. Pretty simple. Yeah. So that will be the plan there. Um, last podcast until New Year's day is what? Uh, Sunday. Sunday. So Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. Monday or Tuesday, depending on, just whatever. Yeah. And then it'll be normal scheduling to the best of my knowledge. Yeah. I can't think of any uh, any issues past that point. Nope. Nope. There's a potential Wednesday morning issue where we might have to do it a little later in the day, but that's... Okay. Yeah. Anything else? No. Uh, Happy New Year to everybody. Appreciate you uh, being with us and having a little patience last week. And, and today it's... 12 30 ish when we start well i would not have been i would not have been cognizant with my thought process at 115 no there was the no way that made sense last night no i mean it it no god no i mean i just i was toast i was listening kiffin was doing his press conference at about 115 in the morning yeah and i was trying to quick hit it and do stuff and I was having. We would have forgotten names. We would have been completely. Yeah, I was not. I was not particularly functional because I, I finished like at two. Yeah, and I looked to see if we'd gotten the email from the Texas Bowl with no. the video yet, and I was like, I can't wait any longer. They did one hell of a job media wise. Let me tell you, <laughs> they, they, they 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 wore it out. I mean, Cotton Bowl should be shaking. Well, I mean, I'll say this because I had some people be like, "Why didn't you go?" Well, I didn't go because of this. Number one, if had I decided to fly, I would have had a real problem. And if I wanted to drive and be there for the one media, there was one pregame media opportunity that was for media. It was late morning on the 26th. So I had two choices. I could drive on Christmas Day, which frankly would have been really depressing. Yeah. Or I could have gotten up at about two in the morning on the 26th. And I, I just passed. And the news that came out of the media op on the 26th was that 
Zach Evans had not made a decision. Hasn't made a decision. That's it. Somebody fairly, fairly familiar with the process put a a percentage on it that about he thought about seventy thirty Zach leaving was where they were at this moment. That's what I'd expect. Yeah, my guess is it's even a touch higher than that. But that's I've heard he's got a third round grade, and if that's the and case, that's a go. he's gone. League minimums and whatnot, you're you're gone. Contract, you're out. Just getting started. Yeah, yeah. So that's that. The risk injury and insurance and all that stuff. Yeah. So. We'll have coverage at rebelgrove.com uh, leading up at 2, again, Monday or Tuesday, whenever we get started back, and then we're back with you for 2023. It is uh, the middle of uh, basketball season, baseball kicking off in, I don't know, six, seven weeks, something like that. Good God, it is. Okay, six, seven weeks, something like that. And then uh, before you know it, it'll be like spring football and portal, and woo, here you go again. The yep. year moves very, very, very quickly every uh, every single time. So, yeah, as Neil said, appreciate you guys. Thank you for uh, the time and um, the Don't forget DeadSoxy, uh, yes. DeadSoxy.com, promo code REBELGROVE. Get 30% off, free shipping on all orders, no minimum. It's a deal that's only available to you guys, unless you tell other people, which that's cool too. Yeah. Uh, DeadSoxy.com, promo code REBELGROVE for 30% off. Thanks, and we will talk to you again very soon. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.